Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. to get into something that the World Health Organization is reportedly um, changing, and that's the definition of being single and what it means and how it can affect uh, society as a whole. We'll get into that. We'll get into um, could you date someone who is a different religion than you are? What kind of problems would that cause? that and more here on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Remember that you can go to talktoq.com, sign up for my email newsletter to keep up with uh, when the show is coming out and what we're discussing. Uh, so be sure to do that. So for those of you who may be new, let me explain to you just how this show works. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, All of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, Simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. 
And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 659 out of 750. We'll start right after a word from one of my supporters. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. All right, my thanks to thecrystalshow.com for being a supporter of tonight's show, thecrystalshow.com. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. You know, um, the definition of single has apparently changed. Uh, the World Health Organization has been reported that they're going to change its definition of disabilities to classify people without a sex partner as being infertile. So essentially, if you're not having sex, you're infertile. This will make it possible for straight single men and women, along with gay men and women, to have a child via in vitro fertilization because they will receive the same priority as married couples. Now, that also means that public funds will be accessible to them as well. Now, of course, this has pissed some people off. The definition of infertility is now worded in a way that includes the rights of all individuals to have a family. And, you know, that's including straight men and women, gay men and women. What does this mean for the U.S., you know? So that's what we'll get into tonight. But first, let me go to the phone lines, to the outskirts of the Motor City of Detroit. Welcome on the author, the show host, the show legend. This was one of Thank you, how are you? Doing well, how are you doing? Well, pretty good. Good. Merry Christmas to you and your family and your loved ones. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Merry Christmas and all that. <laughs> okay, and we got a quick moment, real quick. Uh, what's going on with the Crystal Show? Yeah, well, it's just, um, there's, well, nothing really right now, <laughs> but um, yes, uh, the podcast uh, seasons, people can go on to the site and check them out. All right, crystalshow.com, thecrystalshow.com. Okay, we'll go ahead and jump <laughs> into the topic. Um, again, according to this magazine called The Telegraph, or this online, um, you know, like I said, the World Health Organization is reportedly turning, changing its definition of disabilities to classify people without a sex partner as being infertile. Um, and it's, you know, upset some people. I mean, you know, what's the 
true definition of infertility. And, I mean, it just doesn't seem like being single kind of coincides with being infertile. But uh, do you think being single is the same as being infertile? I mean, let's start there. Uh, No, uh, I don't think it's the exact same as being infertile. Although, um, at least not the definition of what I know and many people know what infertile means. Um, but I understand where they're coming from as far as trying to change it in order to allow these the people who do not have partners to, or traditional partners um, to have children. Okay. I think that, All right. So. I think that's actually pretty... A great thing, actually, um, because you know, infertility. I mean, the, the in the in vitro. I mean, it's very, very expensive. So, I mean, yes. without the help of insurance and other programs, um, you know, recognizing you, then yeah, you you would have to pay for it out of your pocket. It wouldn't be covered. So, that is, of course, the the idea. Okay. Now, under the Americans, American Disabilities Act, a person who has a disability is defined as somebody with, uh, quote, a physical or mental impairment that substantially limits one or more major life activities. A person who has a history or record of such impairment or a person who is perceived by others as having such an impairment, end quote. So essentially, if you have a history of being limited in participating in one or more major life activities, then you're considered to be disabled. So do you think that having children is one of those major life activities that they they speak of? Should it fall under that category? Um, I think they would probably reword that um, or expand it in order to include this population of people um, because someone who is not in a relationship for whatever reason, whether it, or in a, like it's a traditional relationship. Um, and I say traditional because I want to include those who are gay or lesbian who are not, you know, of course cannot have children in the traditional way or may not be able to, um, so, I mean, I don't think that this is trying to say that these people are disabled, but um, they're trying to put it under the category um, that will fall under infertility. And, and even if you are infertile, it doesn't mean that you're disabled. It just, you know, it means that you have a condition that renders you unable, incapable of having children. So, um, so I think they would re- reword that a little bit to not say that just because you are in this population that you are disabled, like you were born with this affliction you know, or whatever, or to have an affliction. But having I mean, children, so, is, you know, for a lot of people is a very big thing. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a natural course that most people want to be a part of, you know, no matter their situation. So based on the um, definition by the American Disabilities Act, mm-hmm. are we talking about now people are going to have to be 
labeled as being disabled because they're single? Because it says that a person who has a history or a record of such impairment, so you have to have some type of track record of being single well, and not having a saying. sex partner. Sitting. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Um, the the wording would have to be changed, okay? So it would it would um, not place those that population of people under a uh, disability per se. In other words, they couldn't just because you're single doesn't mean that you can go um, and you know ask for disability, you know, for that you know um, like a mental disability. I think, that makes you incapable of working or something like that. It doesn't expand to all of that. It wouldn't expand to all of that. It's just trying to allow these people to be able to have children if they wanted to, which is a very – in order to enable them to have an avenue, a resource to do that, just like anyone else who is actually infertile for whatever reason, or infertile or they have a very hard time of having children. So, okay. So I don't think they are trying to say that someone who's single is is disabled. That's not what they're saying. Because that would make right. sense. I agree. It's kind of a thin line, but uh, it really isn't. Actually, let me go to the eight five zero area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, making his way to the ring. The man in black, Buck. What's going on, man? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? I hear Chris on. Yeah, just you and Chris right now. Hello. So, and a Merry Christmas to you, sir. Buck, you there? Yo, Buck. Yes. Chris, are you still with I'm me? Here. All right, there he is. Yes. All yeah, right, Buck, so let me ask you, ask you this, man. Uh, the World Health Organization is reportedly saying that single people are infertile due to not having a sex partner. So because you're single, you're considered infertile. Um, do you think being single is the same thing as being infertile? No, absolutely not. Man, I think, I mean, this is what happens when we dumb down our society to the point to where now it's, you know, it's crossing over into the government. And, um, I mean, just because you're single doesn't mean you're infertile. That's just retarded. Um, I understand the reason why they're doing it. Supposedly, no, yeah, very good word. It's hard. You know, (laughs) I think that I uh, didn't say anything, Crystal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I think that they've done, you know, they've done down the system. You know, I understand they're supposed to be supposed to be helping out the LGBT or something, whatever. I don't know what is who they're trying to help by doing this, Um, but there's no reason for this. I mean, there's no reason at all for this, in, in my opinion. Um, this, this is what happens when you when you just continuously dumb down the system. You know, it started in the education system where, you know, you're changing the grades. You know, when I went to school, anything below 70 was an L. Now anything below 60 is an L. You know, so, you know, they went 60 to 70 is a D and so forth. So, I mean... This is just a product of that, and, you know, we're sitting here taking it like a bunch of dumbasses, and that's just not something that you – that's something – there's no reason to change and do this. There's no reason for, at all for this to be done. So I just think that it's just, it's just more garbage, 
Garbage in, garbage out. It's just garbage. All right. Garbage. Um, <laughs> yeah, garbage. based by today's standards, I, I would have been an honor student. But yeah, I get you on the, the garbage thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I do think that things do change, and we'll get into that a little later. But uh, so, Crystal, you say that it's okay as far as if you're labeled as infertile by by the WHO, then um, it's okay that those public funds that were normally reserved for couples will be accessible by everyone. Well, it wouldn't be accessible by everyone. Um, I think the the change is is really for people. Um, they broaden it out to include, you know, heterosexuals. That's when they say single. Um, but really, it's for people who are um, homosexual partners who don't have that um, ability. Like two males don't have the ability to have children. Um, so they can, um, you know, have an in vitro with, you know, a surrogate or something like that. So it'll, it'll include something like that. It'll include, um, of course, lesbians. It includes people who aren't traditionally having sex in the traditional way to bear children. And so that's a very specific um, people. It, it's not everybody in the whole world just going to say, oh, well, I don't want to go through the regular way of, it, it, in other words, it wouldn't just be someone who just walks in, a single woman who walks in and says, okay, I don't feel like having sex with men right now, so therefore I'm just going to do this. I don't think it's it's not right. for that single person who just decided, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And then there's a lot of single women who do that, but they have to pay for that. It's not yeah, for but, them. They're not yeah, infertile. But, it's not for them. It's for gay and lesbian people who do not have sex traditionally. So hey, in order to have a... I got a question for you. Isn't that what in vitro fertilization is for? Or yes, when you go to yes, the that's bank exactly and get that? what it's for. And they're saying just... that it's not for... Yes, that is what it's for. It is not about the act. It's about the fact that the funds and the insurance it, it does not pay for that. Do not pay for um, someone who is not considered infertile. So you can do get, that. Anyone can do that, but you have to pay for it yourself. They're saying for these people who are not a part of that system or that ability, they have to pay for it on their own, which is a hardship. And so why not? They are actually infertile because they're not having sex in the traditional way. So. That's what it's for. It's not for just some random person who happens to be single and, and you're broadening it out to all these people. It's not for those people. It's just I for get that. a select group. I get you. I, I get what you're saying, but in, I mean, that's why these other, I mean, you, you got your test tube, you got your in vitro fertilization, you got adoption. Aren't, aren't, the, aren't the LGBT community also eligible for those programs already? And why do we need yes, to? Yes, yes. So you're you're missing the point. It's not about whether you want to do those things or not, or have the ability. Right. It's about right. the insurance. If you're infertile, your insurance will help you, and there are um, programs that can assist you with these types of things because it's a condition. 
So that's what they're trying to broaden it out to those people so they don't have to come out of their actual personal pocket in order to pay for that. Yes, it's okay. available, and yes, they do it, but they have to pay for it. That's that's the purpose of this. All right. Okay. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number. And so, I, and this is and this is a topic that I'm pretty sure that uh, if it does gain traction, if they actually do, this hasn't been done officially. But if they actually decide to go this route, then I'm sure it'll pop up on CNN, Fox News, and a few other stations uh, a little more than it probably already has. But uh, all right, so but let me ask you about in vitro fertilization itself. Is it playing God, or is it a justifiable service in your opinion? I don't any, any of the services, not just in vitro fertilization. Um, you know, there there are instances where some people are just not fertile. Um, they may, one may not be able to produce the egg, or the other one can't produce a sperm, and you really want children. So, you know, this is just the way. So, you, you know, you can be able to have children, you know, if you want to have it, you know, as close to traditionally as you possibly can. So I just think it's an avenue where, you know, you haven't have a chance to have your own child, you know, or, you know, you can't have – a baby in a traditional sense. Maybe you got to have a surrogate or somebody to carry the baby because maybe the mom has had some sort of medical issue that she can't carry the child. Somebody else has to do it. I think these are just ways, you know, these are options that you can have, you know, in the event that, you know, you can't have a child in a, in a traditional sense. So I don't say it's playing God. I mean, if everything works out, you know, where it's supposed to, that means God meant you to have the child in the first place. So, I don't think you're playing God in that instance. I just think it's just an option you could have in the event, you know, that maybe one partner is a little bit older than the other one. doesn't want to care. She wants children but doesn't want to, you know, go through the nine months or what have you. And, you know, you have a surrogate or whatever the situation may be. You know, maybe, you know, she can't carry it, carry it, and you can do it, you know, in vitro or test tube or whatever your, you know, avenue is. I just think that, you know, it gives you an extra set of options. Okay, Crystal, how do you feel about it? And also, I mean, you can include if you think there's really much of a difference between having a surrogate and in vitro, or uh, is this all one and the same as far as someone trying to have a baby? But I'll give you two cents on it. Is in vitro playing God, or is it, I'm assuming that you're all for it? Yeah, I don't bring God into this, Um, but that's me. It's science. It's it's something that we're able to do, so therefore, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, now it goes against someone's religion for those kinds of things, and yeah, I guess it is playing God for them. Um, for the rest of us who have a brain, um, it's not. Okay. And so Crystal Buck mentioned adoption. Do you think that if in vitro um, fertilization becomes more accessible, that adoption will see a sharp decline, you know, that they will suffer because of it? You know, it might. Uh, It might. Um, But I think a lot of times um, people who are wanting to adopt do adopt. 
Um, there, there are. I mean, they they'll do it anyway. I mean, it's just part of their of the options that they have. Sometimes they do both. You know, they they try with the in vitro and and um, fertilization um, pills and things of that nature or treatments, and then they end up having a child even after they adopt. Um, so I don't think that that will necessarily hinder it um, because I think at this moment the people that um, like currently are heterosexual, male and female, they um, one who is infertile, you know, they get they get the treatments and whatever. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work, and um, then they go another route. And sometimes you know, adoption may be the last choice. But I think that would happen anyway. Now, as far as like you would say, the gay or lesbian um, population, I don't think that that would necessarily slow that part down either. Because I think a lot of them adopt for um, the same reasons. They just people who want to adopt adopt anyway. I don't think it really would hurt it per se at all. I really don't. I mean, there may be a few of the gay and lesbians who mm-hmm. decide not to adopt, but um, as far as everybody else, I think they would continue because it's, even with the test tube in vitro or whatever, even with all of that, it's not guaranteed. You still not be may not be able to bear a child. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, you still may not be able to happen. And it's more expensive than adoption. I'm assuming, probably much more expensive than adoption. I don't know if it's much more, especially in America. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's around about the same. And then the, everything that you, you so? have to go through. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Buck, what do you think, man? I mean. You know, when I was growing up, before some of this technology came about, if you couldn't have kids, adoption was just about the only option. At least it was the the most popular option. But now there are other things out there. So, I mean, will adoption see a decline, you know, if people are able to, you know, get their own kids another way? I don't think adoption. I don't think adoption will fall off. I think it's easier now to adopt than it used to be. The reason why all these other ones came about because adoption used to be hard because I mean, and it's still hard to a certain extent. But you know, they go. You got to go through a whole lot of tests. I mean, you got to go through. Um, you know, they go through background checks and things of that nature, and making sure your back background is tight. And, you know, you're not a serial killer or child molester or anything like that. I mean, they do a, a, a extensive background check on you. So. You know, I think some of these other ones have come about and technology has come about simply because adoption was hard, okay? And back then, it was, you know, back when we were coming up, that was pretty much the only option except for a test tube baby. Um, but, you know, since test tube babies were kind of just coming in, you know, towards our high school days, you know, there still wasn't a whole lot known about it, and it wasn't very successful at first. Now, it's, you know, now they're up on the technology, you know, you have all these other different options. But, um, you know, I don't think you would see a drop-off because, I mean, you still see a lot of adoptions going on today. I think you see more now than what you used to because, you know, the adoption process has evolved. So, and there's, there's some people that just don't want to have kids that way, period. You know, they'd rather adopt or maybe you know, because of health health reasons, they can't have children, so they'd rather adopt. Or, you know, they may get a uh, foreign exchange student and then adopt them. I mean, there's 
you know, there's all sorts of ways. I just think that these these are valuable options for people to have, you know, depending on what their condition is, whatever whatever their body can take and so forth. So I just think, you know, I don't see adoptions falling off. I think there will always be one of those viable options. It's just that now you just have more of them, more of them that you can take advantage of. Okay. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number on the Talk to Q Radio show. Uh, a few more questions on this topic, and Buck, I'll stick with you. And anybody wants to chime in, that's the number you call. Press one if you want to chat. Uh, Buck, uh, you know, marriage has been defined, has been redefined, excuse me, and now being single may possibly be defined as a disability. So a lot of these things that are being changed, is that just societal progress, or are we crossing the line with some of these redefinitions? I think we're crossing the line. I think, we, like I said, we're dumbing down, we're dumbing down our system um, simply because we're not, you know, we live in a fast-paced society, okay? And it's not so much what you know now, it's who you know. And, you know, it, we're seeing evidence of that, on a day-to-day basis. Um, so, you know, there. I think we're just getting away from just, you know, it's getting to the point, you know, we're becoming a lazy America um, where we just don't want to take the time and the effort to do what is required, you know, to, you know, achieve greatness. And I, I just really think that this is just one of those dumbed-down instances. I understand, you know, they've explained it in, you know, vivid detail of why they're doing this. But, you know, I'm just looking at it from a standpoint to where I don't think it's really necessary. Um, I just think that, you know, maybe you change some of the laws. I wouldn't change a status of a person to, you know, regardless of whatever, you know, whether they're heterosexual or gay or whatever. I don't think you need to change the status. I just think that, you know, you just need to, you know, maybe change, you know, just make it accessible for the for the people that are that are wanting these things. But I don't think you need to, they need to go as far as changing the status and saying just because you're single, you you know, empty or whatever, or disabled. I just that, you know, if that's the case, I might well go get one of them damn you know blue things and hang from my windshield, and I get to park up front. Damn the bullshit, you know. So think that it's just we're dumbing that it's too much dumbing down of the system. You know, if it ain't broke, don't you know, make tweaks. You don't have to change it. You don't need to change my status, you know, because then, I mean, hell, if that's the case, I might, well be, you know, I might get Medicaid, Medicare, and all that other shit, you know, get disability, and I'll be straight and just live off the government. And, you know, that, that's how you all want to do things, but that's not how I, that's not how I roll. So just make some tweaks to the system and make it accessible to those, those who need it. But you don't change my damn status, especially when I don't want it changed. Okay. Um, I mean, the idea of parking doesn't sound like a bad idea. A good parking. Um, Crystal, uh, I mean, I'll ask you, as far as uh, society is concerned, are we getting to the point to where we're crossing a line on some of our designations and how we define things? Oh, God. Okay, first of all... This whole dumbing down thing. I mean, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. 
First of all, they're not talking about saying that every single person is disabled. That is not what this is about. I mean, I can't even, I don't even understand how is being overblown to that. Uh-huh. That's not, actually what what they're trying to do is tweak it in order to open it up for those people. I can't, can't say that enough. That's all they're doing. They're not saying that, it, well, look, you're single, therefore you're disabled. I mean, they're not saying that. It has nothing to do, one has nothing to do with the other. Um, as far as change, I don't, and I don't think they're changing the status of anything. I don't think that's what they're saying. I don't think that's what the law is about. It is just to be able, it's really, it's just bureaucratic insurance crap. It's just being able to say, you can, because you do not have sex in a normal way, you cannot have children, which makes you technically infertile, you can have the option to use these these methods um, and, and be insured and it's covered. That's really all this is about. But, you know, of course, just, just open it up to everything. It really has nothing to do with anything. Crossing the line? No. I don't think it's crossing the line at all because it's not changing anybody's status. It's not doing any of that. Um, and, you know, and, and when you talk, I think what really pisses people off really has nothing to do with mm-hmm. anything. I think the reason why it's being blown up and into, and which will happen, you know, when they try to, you know, make this actually a law or whatever, or not so much a law, but a, you know, con, um, a contingent of the insurance, the the reason why people are upset about it is like they're upset about everything else. Um, they don't like the fact that um, you're bringing in the gay and lesbian population. They don't like the fact that they're mm-hmm. getting married. They don't like the fact that they're having families. They don't like whatever. Um so that's what's really upsetting people. And, and you know, when you talk about crossing the line and, um, it, you know, is this, you know, God's way or, you know, I mean, that's all the right-wing fucking conservative crazies want anyway. They, they overblow shit because they are stuck in 1950 and they don't know how to get out and they don't want to get out. Because that will require actually expanding their brain a little bit and, and opening themselves up to the rest of the world um, that's leaving them behind. So, you know, why do this? Why, oh, God, why, why, why do we have to do this? Why do we have to change anything? Well, because there are more people in the world besides you. Um, that's why. And there's more than just one type of relationship, and there's more than just one type of people in the world, you know, so that's what it is. It is a tweaking. It's a tweaking to allow Mm -hmm. these people to have a life, to have a family, just like everybody else. There are a lot of, um, you know, uh, gay and lesbian people who are not able to have children at all. Um, They don't want to adopt. They want their own kids. Um, You know, they're, you know, so what they end up having have to do is actually just have sex which is, you know, horrible for them um, to have sex with, a, with, you know, someone of the opposite sex in order mm-hmm. to try to do this, you know. Um, some people are able to do the in vitro because they have the money and they have someone willing, and that's great, but that's a small percentage. And then even if you said, okay, well, it's not just about the gay and lesbians. 
okay, I don't know how they would define how long, let's say, let's say you did have a woman who, um, for whatever reason, is not in a relationship by choice, obviously, um, and decided, okay, I, I want children, but I can't have children because I'm not having sex with men. I don't want to. This is not who I am. Whatever. Uh, I don't know how exactly they would determine that. I don't even know if that person would be included in this. I don't know. You know, so, but even if that person was, you know, that's, you know, that's their choice. But I don't even know if I would include that particular person in it because it's not quite the same as someone um, who's a gay and lesbian. To me, that's not exactly the same situation. So I really don't see how they would include just a single person who doesn't have sex. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't see I don't understand yeah. that. Unless they can say there's a mental situation that they cannot, you know, have sex with them, with a, with the opposite sex for whatever reason, you know. Um, I don't know. But whatever whatever classifications they decide, I don't think it would affect the entire single population to say, okay, you're single, so something's wrong with you, therefore you have a disability. That's not really what this is about. So and it's just... <laughs> This is amazing to me, but hey, it takes a long time. So, I mean, and one of the things about it, and of course a lot of people are looking at it from um, a perspective as far as playing politics to assist the LGBT community, but by the same token, it does um, allow for heterosexual uh, single men and women as well to partake in this. So it's not like it's limited to LGBT or anything. Uh, so so that that is something that people need to also keep in mind. Let me go to the phone lines and to the two one five area code to bring on Mr. Forty Four himself, Mr. Barry Obama. <laughs> How you doing, uh, sir? Uh, my fellow Americans, uh, I'm uh, Barry Obama, and uh, this is a very interesting topic. Uh, I just wanted to be clear that uh, I am not just solely looking out for the LGBT community. Uh, I do I do not think that being single is a disability. However, uh, since it looks like Donald Trump might defund Obamacare, I believe we should kind of put a special classification so that uh, single people who are not married can have insurance coverage for in vitro fertilization. Because I believe every American, irrespective of their sexual orientation, should have the right to reproduce, if they so choose. Uh, I'm Barack Obama. I approve this message, and I want to give a shout-out to my favorite Klingon sugar plum. Uh, It is a pleasure to hear a great American author such as Crystal Hickerson on the show. It is great authors like this that keep America in the forefront of the literary world. I'm Barack Obama, and I approve this message. (laughs) <laughs> thank you, Mr. 44 I appreciate that Always a yes, pleasure to have you, you on Mr. <laughs> And uh, I suggest that uh, As my Minister of Sexual Affairs Has uh, Espoused on the show That please write your Congressmen and Senators For Bill 1313 It will be very good For the economy And it will 
increase the tax revenue necessary to reduce America's debt. Uh, I approve this, even though Michelle might not be cool with that. <laughs> I wholeheartedly right. agree. I appreciate that, sir. You're getting in before your term comes to close. So thanks a lot on that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, you're welcome. That's what's up. You're a great American. Keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. I have a couple other people who have joined in to the 910 area code. The Tar Heel State of North Carolina to welcome on the man who plays a doctor on the radio, Dr. Bobby Willis. Dr. Willis, what's happening, bro? What's going on, Q? What's up, everybody? All right, yeah, man, you have to follow the prayers, man. I don't know how how you how how you do that, but uh, I don't know how much of the topic you've heard, but we're discussing the World Health Organization talking about changing their definition of uh, being single to a disability, which will allow people to have access to in vitro fertilization funds that are normally prioritized for couples, uh, for married couples. Uh, so this will allow straight men, single straight men and women, as well as gay straight men, gay men, single gay men and women, uh, to have access to funds that will allow for in vitro. And uh, so we were just discussing uh, quite a few things. But let me ask you this, Dr. Wills, I guess. If, uh, if you have the situation where this does become more accessible, and I'm going to go back uh, my question on this and ask your opinion, and it's easier for people to receive in vitro. It becomes cheaper because they have access to funds. What do you think it means for adoption? Do you think that adoption would suffer because of it? Uh, no, I don't think it, uh, adoption would suffer because, um, you know, a lot of folks don't want to go through um, giving birth anyway. So you still got you still got women out there that you know they want kids, but they don't want to have they don't want to go through um, all the issues and the problems of having a child. So I don't think it'll it'll uh, lessen it or it'll hurt it in any way. It'll just it'll just give people who want to have kids uh, an option, another option. Okay, okay. And so, all right, to kind of kind of wrap things up. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see, Buck. Let me. Add, oh, Buck. This this question came from from Facebook. If being single equals Having a disability, should there be a monthly check for it? Okay, somebody really asked that. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, if that's what you, I mean, that's basically what you know. You know, it, it, we, we you're laughing about it, but I mean, basically, you you gonna call me, you know, I'm single, and then you are gonna say I'm, you know, I know, I know, I understand what Crystal's saying, but I don't think we need to go to the to the extreme of changing it to where, you know, changing the, the status of a person to, you know, make them, you know, be in a certain, you know, to be handicapped or whatever. I just think they need to change, you know, change the laws to where, you know, it's more accessible for them. I don't think you need to change a status to do that. You just change, you know, just make, you can tweak it a different way is all I'm trying to say. Um, you know, because, I mean, majority majority of you know people are going to take it the wrong way, and then they're going to be looking. And, and once you make a change of that magnitude, 
people are going to want other changes. So I think I think you're going, you, you know, you shit rolls downhill, and I think we're getting ready to hit a shit storm. Is what I'm trying to say with all of this, all of this changing. You know, if you want to help the LGBT community out, just make it more accessible. You don't have to make it accessible to where, you know, you got to change your status to make it accessible. Just make it accessible for the people who really need, you know, really need those certain things, and then go from there. That's all I'm saying. To make it, you know, make it easier for everybody. I mean, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that to me, the bottom line is this is an opportunity. This creates an opportunity for people to enter parenthood. People who maybe otherwise would not be able to do so. Uh, now, a lot of people may not agree with the methods as far as you know, just insinuating that being single is somehow some sort of a disability or anything, but, I mean, ultimately, and, Crystal, I know you agree, and I, I guess I'll go back to Dr. Willis. I kind of know your stance on it. I mean, isn't that what everyone is just trying to do, is find a way for everyone to have that opportunity? Um, I mean, is there a better way? Anybody have anything off the top of their head as far as is there a better way? Um, I think that you could just simply um, just make it law that, you know, Single folks can get it. I mean, without having to change the definition of being single, you got to think about this. This is going to open up a can of worms. I mean, if if I'm labeled here, I am a healthy, able-bodied man, labeled a disabled because I'm single. Guess what I'm gonna do now? I'm gonna run down to the Social Security office and hey, I'm disabled. I want to draw Social Security now. I mean, you know, you open up all kinds of freaking cans of worms, other than just you know, uh, um, trying to you know have a child and stuff like that. I mean, this this. This is going to be a major problem. So I don't, I don't even know if it's going to even survive, you know, first few days or whatever. If if it does get try, uh, um, drafted and tried to pass off as law, uh, I think that there's nothing wrong with just simply saying, hey, let's allow single people to, to you know, get this doggone bill. I mean, get this uh, pr- uh, benefit. What's wrong with that? I mean, you don't have to change, you know, definitions of what a person is or who they are to do that. That's crazy. I don't know, Crystal, do you think that maybe that is the only way to get it by people since if you simply pass, get a law, um, if you simply pass a law that allows, um, you know, single people or LGBT people to have access to in vitro funds that politicians are just going to block it like they tried to block gay marriage? You got to think about it like, you got to think about it like this. I'm thinking, you know, what if, you know, they go ahead and pass a law, laws passed. Or to do a background check on me, you know, for jobs per se, you know, and you're not gay, you know, and they see that you're listed, you know, since they changed the status, now you're listed as, you know, dis- you know, disabled. Now, that's not supposed to be any discrimination against disabled people or anything like that. But you, we all know that employers do it. So they're going to, you know, what if they think that you're, you know, disabled and they know that the status will change, you're gay or what have you, and they use this against you in the hiring process. This is why I meant by dumbing down. There's no reason for this. You can change the law to where it's accessible for the people who need it without changing status. And, Crystal, is that getting too deep in it? I mean, do you think it's going to get to that point? No. Is that, overthink- is that overthinking it? Yes. Okay, first of all, let me give you an example, okay? Okay. Um, 
this is a classification, and I, and I keep bringing up insurance because this is what it's for. It's a classification, so your insurance will it will be covered. There's lots of laws and and, and everything in order for certain things to be covered through your insurance. Yeah, I'll give you an example. Um, every lots of women would like to have um, new breasts, okay? Like to have new breast implants and everything like that and and all of that. Yeah. So, um, but you have to pay for that if you want it. I mean, your insurance is not going to cover it. But there is a classification for certain women who can have breast implants or breast augmentation. And for women who, like myself, who um, have had cancer and had mastectomies. So your insurance automatically covers you if you have had a mastectomy due to cancer. It also covers women who are very large-sized and need a reduction because their large size, you know, um, causes them, you know, inordinate pain. So there is a classification in order for their insurances to cover this you know, breast augmentation. Now, for the average woman, who's still a woman, they're a woman, we're all women, but not every woman can get this. They have to be under this classification. Now, I'm sure that falls under a certain type of disability in order to make it automatic, okay, in order for your insurance to automatically cover this because of your condition. It's the same Mm -hmm. thing. It would be a condition that between you and your doctor has decided this is the only way this person will have a child. It's if they go through this um, procedure and it is covered because they have qualified this particular condition. That's all this is. It wouldn't even show up. It doesn't show up anywhere, you know, I fill out an application for a job. It's not going to say, "Excuse me, have you ever had cancer before?" It's there's nothing. It's not. I'm not. A, I'm not disabled um, just because of that. But if I, you know, if I wanted to have a breast augmentation, I could do that. And same thing for other women who can on, fall under those particular now um, classifications. Now, for a woman who who was able to do it, let's say for a larger size woman who was able to do that, um, does that mean that she can go and get Social Security because she's disabled now? No. <laughs> does it mean that she's going to have a little blue thing over her visor? No. It just means that under this particular classification, she is, you know, she can have this particular operation. So that's all it's for. That's the tweak. It's not it's not saying that every single person is now disabled or whatever. It's not saying that. It's not changing a status of a person. It's changing your status in order for your insurance for whatever condition you have. Yeah, it changes that. But it doesn't it doesn't affect every single person. That's that's all that's why I don't understand how this is being overblown into every single person who could just walk in off the street and say, okay, I'm single, I don't want to have sex with these idiots anymore, but I want to have a kid, so I qualify. No, you don't, okay? 
Anyway. Really good example that she there's ex- there's extremists everywhere. Everybody just goes, ah, and get crazy. And and that's fine. Um, because you don't have all the facts and um uh, or you're thinking of it in such a I don't know, such a weird way. But um I, I personally do not believe that this is going first of all, I I, I doubt that it passes on the broad level, uh, it may pass under a more specific level of LGBT. I can't, it'll be hard. Like I said, it would be very hard to, um, to pass it under the single, just being heterosexual and single. I know they open it up to that, so it kind of includes everybody, but um, some of the things that would may classify you as, as what they're talking about may fall under other other things that, um I would love to see their wording and and if it should pass and be able to do this, I would love to see the actual definition of it. But but yeah. I have a quick question. The now that whole classification, that's is proposed by the World Health Organization, right? Not the US government. So World Health Organization, case, yeah. Yeah, so But it's not official. Even if they were Yeah, but even if they did adopt it that at an international level, that does not any country would any other a sovereign nation would have to adopt it. They would have to vote it into law, which means that the World Health Organization level of the UN, that still doesn't mean anything cuz every individual member country would have to willingly par- participate in it. So, you know, there's no need to panic, first of all. And, uh, you know, I guess people are getting worked up in a frenzy over the term disabled, where I guess yeah. what they should have said is reproductively disabled, because that would clarify right. everything right there. People for able body. And one concern, I don't know if you guys discussed this earlier, um, and I was, I was still in the lab when the show started, but here's the thing. Uh, there, there have been cases where people who have gotten, um, you know, pregnant through artificial insemination or in vitro, you know, where even if it was supposed to be an anonymous donor, that the precedent has been set in Europe and I think in America, in North America, where the mother can go back and actually take the sperm donor for child support, even if it was an anonymous donor who's supposed to not have any... uh, legal obligations, because all he did was donate the DNA. So if something mm-hmm. that was to be adopted where funds were made available by insurance for single individuals to have those children in the heterosexual community, what I fear would happen would be that, you know, and I know this is going to piss off Crystal, but it's okay, Sugar Plum, you know, too sorry. Uh, but here's the thing. I fear you'd have women who would use that, you know, have the child, and God forbid, circumstance, financial circumstances change, and they fall into hard times, like this recession we're about to have. We're, we're going to have an economic downturn under Trump at some point. And then they might turn around and try to find the, the biological father and sue him for child support. So that would be a huge can of worms. You know, like Buck said, it's a shit storm about to happen if it was to go that way. But, hey, what the hell do I know, you know? I'm just a... Uh, Foreign biologist and just giving an informed opinion. <laughs> Very good, sir. 
right. Well, um, I think all of you have made some 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 great points, and Crystal, your analogy about the uh, uh, boob job and things of that nature was really good. Uh, so a boob reduction. Uh, I mean. Wording makes a big difference with this lab. Like like Alex said, wording makes a big difference. If you change some things here or there, or um, or maybe it was Dr. Willis, I'm sorry, then maybe, um, you know, people aren't necessarily just in a big panic behind all of this. But ultimately, I mean, we'll see what happens. Like I said, nothing is official. But uh, it was the headline that kind of got everybody, you know, being single was, is a disability, and I think that's of what course, everyone is really focusing on. Yeah, right. people focused on that, and then all of a sudden, when it was mention of uh, gay men and women accessing funds, and then of course that became the focus. And I don't mean just tonight, but I mean just in general from the buzz that I've been seeing on the uh, on the forums and in comments on certain sites. And when I first heard the I came across the story. I thought it was fake, so I went to Snopes. I don't know if anybody uses Snopes.com. It's a great site to go to to um, verify if something is valid or not. And yeah. they mm-hmm. basically said that it's, it's unproven simply because, you know, this is not official. Uh, so they didn't say it was true or false. But, uh, I mean, we'll see what happens. And, and because it is something through the World Health Organization, uh, like my man said, you know, and of course other countries have input on it as well. Uh, this is not just a United States thing, but uh, like I said, if it, if it moves further, then we'll we'll know about it and we'll see what happens. We'll see what loopholes it may be. And I mean, ultimately, for people to have kids, um, I mean, it could be a good thing. I don't have any kids, but I would I would not have any interest in. In, in vitro, uh, I mean, I don't feel like I need to have it or anything. I could probably just find somebody to knock up if I just wanted to. It's not the route I want to go, but <laughs> but the thing yeah. about it it's is, keep um, it way, keep it real, <laughs> right? <laughs> the the option is is there for people who um, biologically, you know, unable to do it. And so that gives them an opportunity. And whether you think it's good or bad based on um, your beliefs, morals, religions, or whatever, then, I mean, that remains to be seen. That's something that can be debated at a later time. I mean, you don't do any good to debate those topics because they don't necessarily have any type of resolution. But, um, I mean, I can understand how people feel. But speaking of religion, I want to move on to something else really quick before we wrap up tonight. Uh Talked about it on Facebook a little bit a couple of days ago. Could you date someone who is a different religion than you? And so, I mean, Crystal, let me start with you on this. Is this something you could do? I mean, I mean, yes or no, you can keep it simple. Could you date someone who is a different religion than you are, a different belief system? Um. Okay, there you go. Different belief system? No. Probably not because – um, if you're religious, I'm not religious. So if you if you um, the guy is religious, he went to church, you know, like every Sunday, and you know he's a Bible thumper or whatever. <laughs> if he's um, very much a part of his whatever religion 
organized religion he's a part of, then no, we would not be compatible because I'm not. And it just wouldn't work out. So. Okay. Dr. Willis, you date someone with a different belief system than yourself? Oh, yeah. Uh, I have no problem with it. As long as it's not the dark arts, you know, satanic stuff, witchcraft, voodoo, crap like that, uh, I don't have a problem with it because pretty much all the Christian-based religions are all the same thing. They just, you know, don't know it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. All right. Buck, what about you? No, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, my, my current girlfriend now is Lutheran, and I'm Baptist, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, we all pray to the same God. We just have different ways of doing it, um, at least most of us do anyway. But um, I don't have a problem with that. So, I mean, she goes, she goes to my church, I go to her church. Actually, I go to a non-denominational church now. But, um, you know, she's Lutheran and, I don't, you know, a Presbyterian, one of the two. And it's, I mean, it's not a problem. I don't see a problem with that. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, ultimately what's the most important is, you know, you're happy. And if you're happy, then, you know, you know, there's going to be give and take in any relationship. So, you know, I don't see it as a problem. I know that's a problem for some people because, it, you know, it, it, it just really, you know, when, you know, religion, politics, those kind of things kind of, you know, if you have different beliefs and belief systems, you know, that knocks you out the box. But, I mean, it really shouldn't. I mean, there's going to be give and take. So, I mean, it's got to be a happy medium. That's going to, you know, and that's the way I kind of look at look at it. That's the way I look at all things. So I don't let that be a deterrent. Just as long as, like, probably said, you know, as long as they're not, you know, practicing, you know, some, you know, something stupid, you know, dark arts or something like that, then, no, that would be a deterrent. You know, that in that situation, then it would be different. But, you know, you know, under normal circumstances, no, it's not going to be a problem. Okay. And um, Barrio, you still in? One comment? Sorry about that. Uh, I just, you know, I'll just keep it real quick and short. Uh, date, yeah, smash, yeah, marry, hell no. And there you have it. As quick and short as it gets. All right, and so, um, Doctor Willis, let me go back to you because I know you said it really didn't matter to you as long as they uh, weren't floating above the bed or anything. I mean, how did you decide what the kids practice? If you have children together, how do you decide which direction they go? Because until they reach an age to where they can decide themselves, I guess you have to direct them somewhere. What I would do is, um, I'm not religious, so first thing I would do is, uh, you know, if, if the person I'm with, if they want to introduce that, that particular religion to my kids, I'm okay with it, and I'll let them see for themselves if that's something they want to adopt. Um, you know, a lot, I know a lot of folks would be like, well, you know, if, they, if they've been trained to be Christian or whatever, that's what they're going to be, but that's not necessarily true because my oldest son church all the time, and now that he's on his own, he don't. He don't. Um, he's atheist. He's flat out atheist. So, um, I would give them the freedom to decide what they want to do. I mean, until, but what, until they until they reach that point, you know, they're five, six right. years old where they're impressionable. Exactly. What do you do at that point? So that's what I'm saying. Uh, when they're that young and stuff, if if my uh, the significant my significant other is practicing 
a religion, uh, they could they could participate. I have no problem with that because, like I said, you know, as long as it's okay. Christian based, a Christian based religion, I don't have an issue with it. Because, like I said, even with Islam and and you know all these other stuff, they all worshiping the same God. They just don't know that. They just think it's different because you know different region, different dialects, and all that. But it's all the same. So if she, you know, if she's practicing whatever religion, uh, and those are you know our kids together, then hey, you know, free to do it. <laughs> you know, I don't have a problem with it. There's none of the dark arts, no voodoo, no, you know, seances and all the other crazy shit. I don't want to see anything floating above the bed. I don't want to see no witch heads and none of that bullshit. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't feel you. <laughs> we start doing that, we're moving out. We have it. <laughs> I mean, Buck, if you're in a situation to where you have a child with someone and, like you said, she may be... Lutheran and you're, you know, Christian or Baptist or whatever, how do you decide where the child goes in those early stages of their impressionable youth? Well, I mean, I think, I think you should give them a, uh, a little bit of both um, and let them make their own decision. Um, my, mom is, my mom was Catholic when, when she was, you know, then became Baptist. So, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, I think, you know, my mom, one of the things my mom always said, she goes, never turn down anything that comes from, you know, anything that's religious, you know, because that may be your blessing. You know, your, your blessing may come from that particular person, whether they practice a different religion or not. Um, so and that's good advice because, you know, God sometimes has a way of reaching out to you. You know, he may reach, reach you to another person that practices a religion a little bit differently. And then, you know, maybe that blessing of the day. So, you know, to me, you know, that's kind of how that's how I kind of handle things now. You know, you just kind of, you know, let them get a taste of both, and let them, you know, one, you know, one Sunday you may go to their church, one Sunday you go to, you know, my church or whatnot, and just kind of let them get their own opinion, you know, and that way they can kind of figure out which way they want to go. You know, what do you get, they got to, you know, you got to have a feeling to where. You know, if you feel better in a certain a certain type of situation, you know, you feel that you're getting the word and the, the knowledge that you need from, you know, from a different standpoint, then, you know, we'll just say Lutheran on this side. If one, my oldest son wants to do Lutheran and the next one wants to do Baptist and the third wants to do Catholic, whatever it does, whatever matters, it really doesn't matter. It just, if they feel more comfortable in a certain type setting and they're still getting what they need from, you know, religious-wise, then I'm okay with it. I don't care which one you go to, you know, because in the, the day we all trying to get to the same place. So shouldn't matter. This you it's just just different way of, you know, different way, you know, whatever your religion is, and that's it. All right, so Crystal, for people who may be in a um religion, I mean, are, are in a different belief systems. And I should say that instead of religion, because there there is a difference. And I mean, you can have a certain belief or methodology that's not necessarily a religion. But um, for people who maybe have different beliefs, how do you decide upon moral disagreements? Um, you know, you may have something where you know where you're supposed to always uh, defer to the man, maybe because of this particular belief system. Uh, 
you know, or something like that. I mean, so when it comes to disagreements, how do you handle that? All right. Well, see, that's why I, I said it wouldn't work. And it's not just because of the religion itself. But when you get to uh-huh. into um, the fundamentalist or the orthodox or certain religions um, that the religion works its way into your everyday life um, mm-hmm. and how you live your life, then that um, then that's where it would break down. Because if you have a person who, let's say, you meet someone um, who's uh, Muslim and you're not, um, there are things that they do as a part of their life structure, um, the prayers, uh, no pork, um, you know, there's some of the dietary things, um, very similar. Is Actually, Islam and, and Judaism is very similar as far as their structure. And, um, and then it kind of falls in, <clears throat> into how they look at um, the male and female roles, which a lot of it actually I agree with. But, um, and there are certain rules that they have to do and, and practices. See, that, with someone like that, whichever religion you are, and it, it, it comes into the home. So if you're just someone who kind of on the fringes of your religion, you know, you go to church, you know, you pray, you know, you do basic stuff. and But it doesn't really infringe on your actual life. Uh, then you and your person who doesn't necessarily believe what you believe, you can probably mesh because you're both kind of on the fringes of your religion. Um, but for those who are very fundamentalist in their religion, they, you know, they believe it, they, it's not just belief, it's work, stuff that they do, then that will in, in, infringe on your relationship because, it, you know, your lifestyle is completely different. Why you do things you do are, are different. So with what you're asking, that wouldn't work. <laughs> you know, your reasoning couldn't always come from, well, it's because that's what the Bible says. And Jesus says that you're supposed to do this or we're supposed to be this way or or this is why I believe this because God said so. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Get the fuck away from me, you closed-minded idiot. So I can't, you know, we can't have a conversation. Now, for someone who believes what he believes, you know, then they can go, yeah, we're blessed because of this and, and you know, whatever. You know, y'all go... You know, into the rainbow together, but the um, <laughs> but I couldn't be with somebody like that because we we're too different in in our thought process and why we do the things that we do. So yeah, that wouldn't work. But yeah, this is a guy who he goes to church because that's his tradition mainly. You know, this is something he does, and he just goes, and so it's not something. And, you know, he can, we can actually have a conversation about why he does. But, yeah, you know, I believe in God and everything, and I believe that the Bible says, and this is what we're supposed to do. However, <laughs> um, let's think about this logically. <laughs> and, you know, now let's have a conversation. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he has to have a little bit of that in order. So, in other words, he couldn't be those kinds of things. It wouldn't be something that we would even have to venture into um, because it just wouldn't, that's why I said it, it just wouldn't work. And I think people should realize that. I don't even know if people talk about that. I mean, seriously, that was talk my, about it. 
my next question, uh, do you think that people really think about these things when it comes to dating? Um, they, you know, a lot of people think that, well, you know, they go to another church, no big deal, but it, it does have, uh, it could have a lot of influence on how your relationship goes. And that's true. And we don't, I don't think we do. I think a lot of times we're just trying to figure a person out. Um, some people are like, well, I, I want them to believe in God. I want them to be a Christian. But what does that mean? What does that mean to you, um, being a Christian? It may not mean the same thing to him. He may say, hey, well, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. You know, but I also drink like a fish. <laughs> and I gamble. And, you know, and, you know, and I party. But I go to church every Sunday. Uh, and she may have a completely different idea of what a Christian means. So I think people should have this conversation just like they should have a conversation about money and, and, you know, and how they deal with money and, you know, all those kinds of things. And when you get closer, you should have a conversation about parenting, you know. So, but people don't. All we're thinking about is romance and violins and roses and sex. Crap. Pretty much. Okay, so... um Let's see. Let me go back to, let's see. Dr. Willis dropped off. Um, you dial back in, press 1, you can get back into the discussion. And, Buck, uh, I guess I'll just ask one more question, and then we'll get ready to wrap things right. up. Right. What about, you know, Dr. Willis mentioned that his, his, his son is, you know, is an atheist. Can an atheist and someone who does have a religion or belief uh, exists in a relationship? Well, I mean, it, it depends. I mean, you know, there's give and take in every relationship. I said that earlier. So, I mean, I know in some instances it wouldn't work for some certain people. But, I mean, depending on, you know, depending on the person, you know, if you really if you really digging that person for what you know whatever the reason is, and you know the beliefs are not, you know beliefs are not gonna you know if it's not a deal breaker for you, then yeah, it should you know if it, if that's you know if that's for you, that's for you, you know. So it really depends on the person themselves and what they're looking for, you know. And if they, you know, they're not gonna let you know that deter them from being with that particular person, then it, you know it should work for them. But I mean, everybody's different. So I mean, for some people, that you know, that's a deal breaker. You know, that ain't gonna work. But for some people, you know, they you know they check out the situation. You know, see how it works or whatnot, and go from there. Because I I know people here that you know some people go to church. You know, one person in a relationship go to church every single Sunday. Don't miss it. Take the kids and everything else. And the wife and the husband sitting at the house chilling. You know. They may be doing something else at the house. They may be cooking or watching football or, you know, doing something else around the house. Uh-huh. But they get along and been together for 20 or 30 years. And that's the way it's always been. So it doesn't work for everybody, but it does work for some. So it just depends on what, you know, what you're willing to put up with in the relationship. But, if you, you, know, if that's, you know, if that's something that you're not going to put up with, then, it, you know, it won't even get that far. But for some, you know, hey. Was, you know, if it's good for you, then roll with it. If not, then you don't have to. You know, you don't have to deal with that. All right, and Dr. Willis, do you think that I'm an atheist and someone who uh, 
um, has a religion or a belief can exist, coexist? I think uh, I think they can, but I think they really seriously have to talk about it, uh, sit down and talk about it before they get in a relationship because um, uh, he just dropped off again. Crystal, I go to you while he dials back in. Um, an atheist uh, and a religious person, I probably would say no. Um, if you had just said agnostic, you know, a person who doesn't really, you know, to have an uh, opinion either way, that's mm-hmm. one thing. Uh, and if they are atheist, I think someone who's atheist and they're looking at someone who is religious or believes in God or whatever, higher power, the two things are happening. The atheist person is looking at them, and they, their mate might as well be a voodoo priestess because it's just that ridiculous for them. And that's how and, they're looking at it, yeah. I mean, they may not say anything. They may actually, they may, the way it would work, quote-unquote, is them not saying anything about it. But they just happen to, and they may laugh under their breath when they start talking about stuff and doing, and it, you know, and then the, you know, religious person uh, may think, well, you're going to hell, <laughs> you know, pretty much. And so they may feel that, so there may be a little bit of animosity. I, I can see arguments um, from time to time falling back on that. You know, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't believe in anything anyway, so you know, this is why this happens to you. If you, you know, if you believed in something, um, you know, uh, you know, things, little things like little jabs like that, back and forth. Because to be atheist is actually like a religion within itself. They feel very strongly about there is no God and there is no higher power or whatever. So for someone who, I mean. I think if it was someone who says, you know, I don't, either way, um, and I think someone who sits at home, like, I don't go to church, um, but I believe in God. Now, I could be with a guy who thinks that someone who doesn't go to church, some people who go to church, they really feel like if you don't go to church, you know, you're going to hell, or you're a heathen, or something. Um, so they have strong feelings about that. And you may have, um, this is where I was saying before, you have to be kind of on the fringe of that where it's, it doesn't affect you as much. I think a lot of people who are very religious, they, they really don't understand and they can't be with somebody. They may like them and, they, you know, as Alex was saying earlier, you know, yeah, we can screw, we can have a good time, we can go out, but when it comes to reality, this shit ain't going to work. And just in a, a real, a realistic basis, and but a lot of times we do try to make things work, and we, you know, and I agree with Buck. It is about give and take, and how how much does that affect you? And that's why I say again, it's usually fringe people who um, are able to make it work. Devout people, very very devout, um, and it depends on how it affects you too. A person sitting at home may be okay. But that maybe that's their one time that they get some peace. The kids and the wife is out of the house for two to three hours. This is beautiful. I can watch the game, you know. <laughs> I can chill. And then when she comes home, she's cooking dinner. This is great. 
So <laughs> it sounds like a winter Sunday to me. <laughs> so that may work. Like that may be the trade-off. That's right. Yeah, that may be that may be the trade-off. And then you know, so you say, okay, well, I will go to church with her Easter, so I can see the kid in the stupid play. So I'll do that in order so I can have the rest of the months that I can just. <laughs> so you know, it's a trade-off. You know, <laughs> if you can do that, I don't know. I, 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 I couldn't date. I couldn't date someone. I couldn't date like a, a minister. If a guy was a minister, it's over. I mean, I'm sorry. Thank you for playing, but we're done here. <laughs> you can't be expected to show up every week, huh? No, no, we ain't doing that. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, Crystal, you slay me, Doctor Willis. Um, an atheist and person who practice practices religion or some type of belief system can they belief system can they coexist in a relationship? Okay, uh, like I was saying before, I got uh, disconnected. I'm back in Texas, so I'm in a spotty spot right now. But um, my, uh, you know, spotty I spot. think that yeah, I'm in the spotty spot. <laughs> but uh, I think that um, if they <laughs> sit down and talk about it prior to getting into a relationship, that it could work. Like uh, I give a classic example. Like my son, he's atheist. I'm a theist agnostic, meaning that I believe that there's a God, but I don't spend a lot of time trying to prove it or disprove it. You know, I just think that there's a God. Um, so, you know, I still say grace. I say prayers and, you know, send prayers up for other people and things like that, right? Now, when we're sitting at the table together and, we're, and right before we're ready to eat, you know, me and all my kids will, you know, I'll say grace. My son, who's an atheist, you know, he don't get up, walk away. He sits there quietly and he let us do our thing. And then, you know, uh, after you say amen, we all eat, talk, whatever we're going to do. So I think if you got somebody who's mature enough to uh, understand that, you know, that's your thing, your religion, and, they'll, and they're willing to uh, compromise on, on a lot of the things that you do, that's fine. Also, the person whose religion has got to be able to compromise also. Like, like in, uh, I'll take myself, for instance, right? I'm not, I'm not overly religious. So if you go to church every single Sunday and, you know, two or three times throughout the week, you know, I'm not going with you. I mean, there may be some Sundays where I will go with you just to, you know, show you some support. Don't expect me to jump around, run around the court, I mean, around the um, the, the congregation and clapping and doing all <laughs> other things. I'm not doing that. I'm going to sit there, I'm going to listen, and, you know, you do your thing. But, you know, and then, uh, you know, if, if you got to pull out a damn rug and pray five times a day, go ahead and do it. That ain't got nothing to do with me. You know, do your thing. But when I get ready to eat a damn sausage or some damn, you know, pork or whatever the case may be, take your ass in the room or just sit there quietly. Don't don't mess with me. So I ain't got no problem with anything that somebody want to do. We'll talk about it before we get in a relationship. I think that atheists can be in a relationship with a religious person if they're open-minded enough to understand that that's their thing. Uh, what what got me out, uh, because I used to be, uh, be kind of atheist, saying a lot, um, and my wife, my ex-wife, she was over, she's overly religious. But what broke me off from going to church with her is we were sitting in there, and she started damn testifying to some shit. I didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> like, whoa, wait a minute. Where did that come from? No, nah, you ain't exactly. talking to Like, I'm like, wow. So it's like, you know, it's a show. It's a show for a lot of them. So that kind of turned me off, period. So I just stopped going with her altogether. I'm like, if you're going to tell that lie in church, you're going to be by yourself. Because <laughs> I can't condone that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like, I mean, she stood up one day and she was like, "Yeah, I couldn't find a job." And I was, I was like, "You work though? What the hell are you talking about?" And so you know that just that just like threw, it blew my mind. So I was like, "Yep, last time I'm going with you, 
<laughs> I am not. I'm not doing no more. <laughs> you tell them folks that line, they look at me, they gonna see on my face that you lying. So I can't, I can't like do it like that. So I'm sitting at home watching the damn football. <laughs> so, but I, I think I think that uh, they can coexist if they're open to mind, open minded enough, and they're mature. I, I believe it can happen. Okay. Okay. Let me get one more person in before we get ready to shut things down to the 601 area code. I might know you stay in Mississippi. Bring on the Minister of Sexual Affairs, man Eminem. What's happening, man? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? But, um, Eminem, you just missed your boy Alex from Philly, man. He, he mentioned you oh, a little man. earlier. Yeah. Uh, Shout out. And Eminem, I'll let you have the last word on it, man. We're talking about um, people who may not be within the same religion or, or belief system trying to coexist in a relationship. Do you think it can happen? Uh, yeah, that's a yes, no answer. Uh, it definitely can happen um, when it's just the man and the woman. Now, what, what, where shit get real and complicated is, and I heard, I caught the end of Bobby saying the open mind is where the, when, you know, when, when kids get involved, you start rearing kids and stuff, you know, so it's like, uh, two people with, uh, extreme spectrums on their view of religion of, 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 of existence or non-existence or the practices, I should say. Is um, it get real complicated uh, when kids involved? Because I mean, it's just like you know, it's like shit, man. You know, if you if you nothing at all, or even if you are something and somebody else is devout and uh, shit, man, and you getting ready to you know <clears throat> um, drink or something or eat something that's considered unholy and all this stuff, and, and you know. When the kids there with, by themselves with you, you eating, doing all kind of shit. But when the when they, you know, when when everybody's together, you can't do. It. I mean, I'm just saying it gets kind of complicated. So, but as long as it's mm-hmm. just a a couple, but there's no kids involved, it's pretty much like, well, hey, you know, you do your thing, I do mine for this period of of the day or this day of the week. And pretty much everything else will probably, if, if these two people are working and stuff, you know, it'll probably be all right. Now, it really gets complicated when people find religion after they meet somebody. That's when the shit get fucked up. You know, it's like, uh, we can't do this no more. It's like, okay, what you talking about? Well, I don't That would make it Christ. pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I, I done gave my life to Christ. I'm like, okay, that's great. All right, uh, we can't fornicate. I'm like, oh, shit, oh, no. I'm like, uh, we've been fornicating this long now, shit, and we ain't married. And <laughs> now you're talking about, you know, niggas' balls got to be walking around the size of a damn grapefruit. Uh-uh, uh-uh, something got to move. So, you know, and it's not to poke fun at somebody's beliefs, but I'm just saying, you know, it's a reason why. There's uh, so much structure, contrary to what Westerners believe. That that's why stuff in other countries, especially the Mid East, is so structured. And, and you know, people don't mix with other sects and 
not sexist, but sex or whatever, if that's the correct word for S-E-C-T or something like that. And because they know that religions get real extreme and all that kind of stuff, so if anything is different, it's going to be some bad flow. So, you know, either one person fucking or everybody fucking. I mean, it's just like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it can't be, you know, it can't be that, but... but but like I say, but but you know, but on the western side of things, pretty much everything is pretty smooth until kids get involved. Cause most people' attitudes like, you know, you do what you do, I do what I do, you know, you know, I pray, you know, five times a day, and and you know, you drink all day, and and uh, you know, eat bacon in the morning, pork chops in the afternoon. You know, I'm just saying. But when kids get involved, see, some got to give that shit. Don't work like that then. Okay. All right, not bad, not bad. And um, I do think that it can be a challenge if you don't have a discussion. A simple discussion can really kind of nip stuff in the bud, and you got to be realistic. If you realize that things not going to work, you need to go ahead and move on because um, it's hard enough to change people just to get them to be committed. You definitely ain't going to change them by religion. Now that you really come with hey, some fire. So, could you imagine a guy coming home? And, you know, he get converted, get out of jail or something, convert to Islam, and you come home and, you know, you come out, you know, your girlfriend who liked to wear miniskirts and stuff and get her hair did, and now she got to wear a hijab and wear a skirt down to her ankles and all that shit, man. It's like that don't go over too well. So, like I say, pretty much somebody got to already be some way. You can't you, – the shit ain't going to mix right when it, when it happens in the middle. Yeah. So it can be very difficult. And it's something that people need to, you know, really talk about. When you get to know someone and and you think that you have some type of, um, you know, connection with that person, you got to start talking about, you know, your belief system, what you believe in and, you know, what you don't believe in. And, you know, because that could morally guide your household. It can affect your children and all that stuff. So y'all be real and think ahead, you know. Think ahead. Stop. Just being, uh, trying to be in a relationship, just being in a relationship. All right, tomorrow, zone coverage, 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, we'll talk about, we'll really talk about what's coming up in the next week uh, rather than dwell much on what happened this past weekend. A lot of stuff coming up this weekend, you know. Uh, football is going to be, most of the games are going to be on Saturday. Uh, this week, and then we have two big games on Sunday, two really big games on Sunday. So we'll get into that, and Bernard Hopkins getting knocked out of the ring in his last fight. That was unfortunate. Uh, it's tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern, and we'll be back next week for uh, some type of year-end wrap-up show. I know we'll talk about uh, some of the people that we've lost in 2016. Uh just seemed like everybody... When I say everybody, I mean some celebrities, of course. Uh, just been passing away left and right, but some very talented celebrities, not just people you've heard of, but people who, um, you know, are very prominent and are very good at what they do have passed away. And so we'll get into that and some other year-end stuff, maybe something, you know, regarding looking forward to 2017 and what we're going to look for. Maybe make some bold predictions for next week. That's what I think I, I kind of want to do. I want everyone... Um, if you're listening, go ahead and start getting something in mind. You want to make a bold prediction for 2017, whatever that may be, 
It could be, uh, you know, President Obama gets his own talk show or, you know, Michelle Obama announces she's running in 2020. Whatever it is you want to make, bold predictions for 2017. You want to do a couple of those. We'll have some fun with that. But in any event, we're going to go ahead and All right. We'll go ahead and shut the show down. And, um, Crystal, I will go with you. Okay, sorry. Um, Well, good show. Uh, Very interesting topics. Uh, You know, uh, I've said my piece, actually, I've said the same thing over and over again regarding um, the whole um, single being a disability and all that. Um, I'm glad you mentioned in there that it was a headline because that's how you get people to click on your link and read it. Um, Absolutely Right You know because I think I was going to do an article About Black China And Rob I was going to say Black China Beating him senseless Things like that um, Which is close to the truth But not exactly But anyway But I think <laughs> the the whole idea Of, of that being single Being uh, a disability um, Or you know the kind of classification. I think it's good for for what what it's going to do. Actually, what um, it actually happening here in America? I don't know. I don't even know. I think it would actually truly make it here. I think maybe just a few states. What it would do, it would make it. You know, you can do it, but you know the weak thing that they always do is throw it back to the states. So if you're in the South, it's not going to happen. But, you know, if you're somewhere else on the – I guess if you look at the the map that Trump, you know, that re, that whole red map with the blue, those are the places people should start thinking about moving, <laughs> the blue states. <laughs> because, you know, all these kinds of things, um, uh, those like something like that probably would not – Probably work in certain states um, You can get it, it is available But no doctor would do it You know, in that particular state Because it's not legal or whatever It doesn't affect there So that's probably how I'd do it here um, Across the, the rest of the world I'm sure it would be more accessible So um, for that Something like that passing um, What was the last topic You just talked about uh, different religions or different beliefs. Oh yeah, different religions. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think bottom line is you have to know who you're dating. I um when um my uh, son's father, uh, he was Turkish and um, Italian, and he um, his parents were amazing to me because she was Roman Catholic. And they lived in Italy. She was Roman Catholic, and um, his father was Islamic. However, she was more she yeah. I thought it was interesting, but he allowed her to do whatever she want. You know, she was very much that was who she, how she was brought up. She, um, you know, she still wanted to practice her religion, and she did. Um, but again, he was more on the fringe of it. He was Islamic, you know, he was um, Muslim. 
however, you know, um, I guess he wasn't quite as devout. I mean, he still believed in his religion, but he was able to allow that. So if you can find those two people can come together, if you can do that, then I think that would work. Problem is, is a lot of times you can't do that because your religion and what you believe affects so many other parts of your life, affects how you think, affects, you know, what decisions you make and why. Um, and then, it you know, it, it goes into, you know, things you choose to do, your children, how you raise them, things you say to them. You may not even be um, particularly, what you say, well, you know, they can go and go to this church with their mother or whatever, but you may say something, you know, just in general as you're having conversations. It's like, well, some people believe that, but in reality, <laughs> you know, little things like that that may set somebody off. So you have to be the, the right two people, just basically, who fit together uh-huh. for that. That's it's That can be very hard, I, you know. But you have to know that going in, which is a lot of times we don't talk about it, we don't discuss it, and it just happens, and all of a sudden you're like, who the hell is this person <laughs> that I'm married to? <laughs> And because you didn't talk, mm-hmm. you just looked at their ass and their tits or whatever, <laughs> and you know, and you were like, "Yeah, that's that." I don't care what was she saying; she was saying something about God. I don't know why or what. You know, <laughs> yeah, you don't care until she starts hauling your damn kids to church and she's dancing around and running up and down the aisles, and you're like, "What the fuck just happened?" Because um, you didn't hear what she told you like years ago, because uh, <laughs> you weren't listening, you were too busy looking down her shirt. So and vice versa, you know. But anyway, good show. Look forward to um, the next one and Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, um, and that's it. Merry Xmas. Actually, Merry Xmas actually does mean Merry Christmas. So whatever. Anyway. <laughs> the same thing. Alrighty. Thank you very much, ma'am. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, Buck, I'll go to you. Great show. Good topic. Great discussion on the on the topics we had tonight. Um, you, know, you know, everybody in the, as far as the um, you know classifications and whatnot. I mean, it, it may not pass, it may pass, but, you know, I, I still think in my own little way that, you know, I think we just, we, we need to start to stop making that. We need to make better decisions on changes uh, to benefit everyone um, because I think sometimes when we, we, we take it too far as, for, uh, class, as far as classification goes and we need to stop in – Certain classifications. We just need to, you know, if somebody needs some help, needs some assistance, we need to make those changes so that it's, it's, it's you know, for everybody. And, and you know, I just, I just don't want to see an America where we just. This is not a problem overseas. It's only a problem here. <laughs> you know, so we need to, we need to start learning how to get along with people, and we won't have to make so many ridiculous adjustments. And that's, you know, that's where I'm coming from with this because, I mean, I just think that 
we adjust it to the point to where we're about out of adjustment. You know, so we just need to start, you know, using our brain and take more of a common sense approach and not worry about offending every single solitary person on this planet. Um, You know, we need to start, you know, reaching common ground, and that's that's where we need to go. Um, But other than that, great show. Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy Hanukkah, all those other you know, great things, you know, that everybody say, but I stick to Merry Christmas because that's just who I am and that's where I, that's the way I roll. But happy holidays to everyone, you know, for the ones that don't do Merry Christmas or Xmas or whatever. But um, back on tomorrow for some interesting games for the weekend on that zone coverage to see if the, them Detroit Lions up there where Christmas are and see if they can try to win that division. Or Green Bay going to knock them out. We'll see what happens. But Great show as always. And everybody enjoy their holiday season. Thank you, sir. Dr. Willis. Um, I agree that um we don't need to uh, go into this classification system uh situation with the uh vitro and fertilization uh process. I think you just simply need to um make the law and address it for what it is, you know, just uh, make it available to people who are having trouble having, um, you know, having birth or, you know, giving birth for, for whatever reason. I think that's valid enough without just having to go change. I mean, because if you really think about it, if you look at the face of the matter, just changing your classification don't make it any better. You're just simply saying, you know, uh, you know, we're going to make these people disabled so they can get this. That That doesn't make sense. You know, you can't force somebody to be something they're not, even if it is just simply a classification. So why not use something that is actually true and something that was more likely to pass by saying, hey, you have to prove, you know, that you can't have a child or you're having issues with having a child, and then let that be the reason. I think that is fair enough. But just saying, hey, you're disabled, you know, even if it is just a classification only, it makes no sense because then – like I said, you always got that ten percent in the group that's gonna say, Okay, well I'm I'm disabled now, so why can I have these benefits like you know, disabled folks do for the uh, for their particular, you know, situation? Why can't I get a monthly check? I mean, all these things are gonna start to become uh uh the next new noise behind that. So let's not give them food for fodder. Let's just take what it is. Let's just say, Hey, if you have an issue having giving a child then you have to uh, if you can prove that then you're you're able to get these fundings or, you know, this, this help. And I think that will be good. Now, uh, as far as the religious aspect, the, this whole thing about, you know, uh, uh, two, you know, incompatible religious-type people being together, uh, you know, if, if it's, if it's going to be a problem if you're devout in your religion, I don't suggest getting with somebody who's different from you. But if you're an open-minded individual, you know, and and that and that's hard to find with devout people in whatever religion they're studying. But if you're at least open-minded, and your partner is open-minded, I think it can work. Because I mean, if you if you know, you have to go in realizing there's some trade-offs. There's some things you can no longer do, or some things that you're going to have to you know overlook. And if you're willing to do that, then the relationship works just fine. But if you're devout in what you're doing, there's no there's no such thing as being open-minded. So then you just need to find somebody who's like you. And then that, uh, and then proceed that way. That way, you won't have those issues. Um, I think that's all we talked about. Do we talk about anything else tonight? I, I only talked half the show. All right. Well, 
That's all I got. I want to say, uh, as always, man, it's a pleasure chopping it up with my Internet Radio family. And uh, I hope you guys have a great holiday. And I look forward to hearing from you, um, you know, in 2017 and beyond. Thank you, sir. Much obliged. All right. Eminem, I know you're limited on what you heard, but you can go ahead and give me a few cents. Yeah, yeah, man. I uh, hate I got on late, but... uh... Well, yeah, but this this damn disability stuff, you know, uh, sometimes, of course, I like to use analogies and shit, but just to put this shit in perspective, it's, uh, well, depending on what part of the country you're in, it's raining cats and dogs, figuratively. And, you know, you see this damn 85-year-old woman still driving the car, moving slow, and there's one fucking handicapped spot left next to the door at whatever damn store they're getting ready to go in, even if it's a medical clinic. And some muscle-bound motherfucker just pull up and take the spot. And you about to say, hold on, man, what the hell just happened, man? Like, you know, this lady finna pull up and, and you done took a spot. And, you know, you look, matter of fact, you see the sticker? He's like, damn, this dude got a tag. I mean, a little thing saying disabled. Well, damn, that must be his, you know, somebody in his family's car. Cause I know this nigga ain't disabled. You know, he's still sweating. You know, got his sweat towel and, uh, you know. That's not quite know. what the designation is, but where you go. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> he did whatever, you know what I'm saying. And, and then come to find out, you know. Somebody say, well, uh, just there was a security guard. They might just say, well, uh, sir, uh, you know you can't park here, right? You know, do you have your, you know, documentation? He pull out everything. Now, the average clear-minded person thinking like, okay, well, shit, what's this nigga's disability? He, you know, he obviously pretty fit. I mean, shit, he muscled up. He's sweating. He ain't hopping. I don't see a crutch. I don't see a wheelchair. Shit, you know, the motherfucker probably is mid-20s. Uh, your nuts don't work, and now you can get a parking space from somebody? Come on. What that sound like? That sound like some shit from Saturday Night Live, right? Well, that's what this shit sounds yeah, like. That's the visual I get. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, hey, I want you to clarify who that. Who right or wrong, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but Bobby know better than anybody being part of the military. Classification means a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. Technically, once you classify, hey, you can't tell this nigga to move. If you say I'm classified disabled just because my nuts don't function, <laughs> or I got a low sperm count, or whatever the deal is, <laughs> you are privileged to that same spot, even if it's one left. <laughs> now, this 85-year-old woman got to keep circling in the parking lot and uh, pull up in the fire zone because she truly is disabled. Compared to what she used to be. See, I fucked up that sound. Yeah, you know, I I just think shit don't went too far. Uh, you know, everybody can't have their way, and at some point, common sense got to prevail. And you know, people say, oh, that sound hypocritical. What about this man? That shit ain't got nothing to do with no damn civil rights movement. None of that shit. Because for one, one of the main things that happened in America, we no longer a damn democracy. Democracy just simply means, you know. Your opinion counts. So if it's a hundred people, I'm not a genius in math, even though I'm a genius in most other shit. But if you got a hundred people, 
And 51 people say, yeah. And 49 say, nay. Well, for years and years, that meant that, okay, well, it's not that the 49 might not have a point, but until it's 51, your shit don't matter. So now, five motherfuckers out of the whole world saying, the whole United States saying, I need to get a disability classification just because I need in vitro and all this bullshit. We, I mean, somebody listen to that shit, man. That's crazy. That that's that's astronomically crazy, you know. So, so I said, man, motherfuck them jokers, man. I, I wish, well, both of my grandmothers are dead, man. But I'm just like, and grandfathers too. But man, I, I wish I would see some shit like that. I'm just like, man, you gonna take your sweaty, funky ass back and move this motherfucking car? Shit, talking about you disabled, nigga, please. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Lord. and uh, I know Chris know, was just shaking uh, her head back there. <laughs> 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 and you know, and then it's you know, it, 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 then as far as uh, you know, the stuff with you know, now what what else went with that? It, it was Religion. all doing with fertility. No, no, I'm talking about the, the disability single. It was just strictly fertility. Yeah, it had nothing to do with yeah. being single, Derek. Okay, okay. All right. And, like, uh, well, the, the spin on religion is this. And like I say, once again, this is going to be mainly in the Western Hemisphere, primarily America. But because opposites attract, that's why we have such turmoil in America in relationships, you know, whether it's um, – Married or just dating, you know what I'm saying? It's just something about the freedom to think here so you don't have this tunnel vision like you would living in another country where, you know, you already know what type of wife or type of husband you're going to have, you know, the damn near the, the, the day you start walking. You know, but here it's just like, you know, shit, man, it's almost like, you know, now that's a true disability, you know. It's like it, it's confusing because, like, man, you know, you got you got so much free will, you know what I'm saying? It's like... It's like going shopping, man. You go to the damn mall. You know, you sitting up here saying, damn, you know, I want a fat one today. I want a skin one today. I want a white one. I want a black one. You know, the world is your oyster. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's hard to make people just, you know, look at the facts and research stuff and stuff like that. Because, like I say, when Mother Nature kicks in, you know what I'm saying, them hormones get to moving and stuff like that, man. Next thing you know, you up deep in them guts, man. You ain't got time to ask no question like, oh, no, what you believe in? You're like, shit, I don't know, but I'm about to bust this motherfucker. <laughs> but, uh, Lord, I'm about to. But, uh, and on that note. <laughs> I know, right? Ain't <laughs> it the derail the whole damn thing? I'll just wait on it. Yeah, I'll just wait on it. You know it's coming. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because in America, you know what I'm saying, you're like, they, they was even talking about Match.com trying to cut their surveys down and stuff. Like, man, this shit's unrealistic, you know what I'm saying, because... It's just like, you know, it ain't that much dialogue, you know. So, um, you know, I, I just think that, uh, you know, everything should just kind of work the way it works and the religion and stuff like that, you know, because, you know, I'm developing a new religion, actually. You know what I'm saying? I, I ain't came up with a name of it yet, but it's, it's pretty free thinking, you know what I'm saying? It's a combination of... Uh, it's it's a little something there for everybody, you know. The traditional people, you know, is 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 definitely straight, 
And for the liberals, I mean, it's wide open. I mean, you can, you know, hey, it'll be a damn bunny ranch on every corner. I got through the motherfucker. So, you know, and then, you know, everybody can sit in a circle and sing kumbaya. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. What do we get for ten I beat, I beat the buzz. I beat I, the buzz. <laughs> I was still about to drop it on you. I heard all the right. clock ticking. I, I appreciate you all taking the time to join the show tonight. Um, and like I said, we'll be back and keep this thing rolling. Every Tuesday and Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Current events, relationships on Tuesday, sports on Wednesday. All right, well, you've been listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. And uh, go to TalkToQ.com to get more information on the show. Sign up for my email newsletter, so that way you can um, always be abreast of what's going on. Everyone have a great night. Merry Christmas to all of you. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Yeah.